This is the old Trailblazer broadcast, and this is Pastor Albert Pendorus coming back again, riding old Dan, bringing you God's Word, Thus saith the Lord. And we've been looking at the human heart. We're coming down to the close of this series. And in our last study, we were looking there at the total depravity and describing those things. But I wanted to bring you this at this time. The Lord says, I'll take that depraved heart, not one scintilla of inherent goodness, and I'll give him a new heart. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ accepts man in his totally depraved state by the work of the Holy Spirit makes him a new creation. A new creation. That's not joining the church. That's not shaking the preacher's hand. No. The work of God giving the sinner a new heart is a divine work from beginning to end. It's God's work to give a man a new heart and a new spirit. For salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is by grace, not of works. Man may reform himself, clean up his life, but, oh, my friend, how, how could the exertions of an old heart bring forth a new heart? Yes, the work of God to give man a new heart is all of grace. Salvation is a work of grace. For by grace are you saved. And when God puts a new heart in man, it's not because he deserves it. No, there's not one good thing in his nature that could have prompted God to give him that heart. The Lord God of heaven gives a man a new heart simply because he wishes to do so in his sovereign will. I will give you a new heart. Man doesn't even want a new heart. No man ever cries for a new heart until the Holy Spirit comes there and puts that desire. This present day method of getting folks into the church, calling it salvation, is just a diabolical trick of Satan. We preachers today are not willing to pray and preach and labor and wait on God. To bring one here and one there from the mass of humanity. No, we want to, we want that uh, a fast fast food treatment, don't we? For us to wait until people are born again and become followers of Christ is a long process. We say too slow. Therefore, the church has abolished the separation between the regenerate, the born again ones, and the unregenerate or the lost ones. We say, come on in the church. We've made church membership synonymous with salvation until you can tell no difference between the church and the world. And I know what I'm talking about, my friend. I'm taking God's word and cutting right across modern-day religion. I know it's not popular, but brethren, let a people just get a little stirred and move, and we'll stand there and shake the tree till every bud falls off, and then gather them up in the church and call that salvation. Oh, listen, my friend, we don't. We here at the Old Trailblazer broadcast, we don't give an invitation for church membership or by baptism. No, no, my friend. We set out to pray and labor in prayer for the souls of men. Folks criticize us. Folks ostracize us because we, uh, they don't see anyone so-called getting saved. But, my friend, listen, listen. All years ago, our, our churches preached this way 75 years ago. But they say, we're living in a streamlined age now. We can't wait on God. We have to get folks into church. Therefore, old-time prayer meetings are gone. Compassion for the lost is gone. Holy Spirit conviction is an ancient mystery. Bible repentance is a missing note in present-day preaching. Church membership has been substituted for salvation. Mental decision has taken place of regeneration. We've knocked the stern out of the old ship. Zion and let the world flood come in our churches. Brethren, the way out is the way down. 
down on our knees in utter repentance, down on our faces in sackcloth and ashes until God puts a compassion for the lost souls in our hearts and floods our eyes with tears and won't let them go until we see the power of the Holy Spirit. Take hold to the hearts of sinners. Turn our churches into houses of mourning. Then pray until those mourning sinners are brought to the place of repentance. The sinner meets God at the mercy seat. God meets a sinner in repentance. Brethren, let's keep our hands off of that tree until the fruit ripens. Then it will easily be gathered. You ask me about the errors we refute? Easy believingism. Come on down the aisle, shake the preacher's hand. I told you once or twice about many of the Protestant churches. Uh, they have what they call decision days once a year, probably twice a year. The pastor goes in all the Sunday school teachers and gathers them together and says, now, now, folks, we want to have decision days, and we want these children to trust Jesus, and we want y'all to get them ready. And so the teachers, every Sunday, for a few Sundays, they say, now, boys and girls, y'all want to make the pastor happy, don't you? Y'all want to make mom and daddy happy, don't you? We want the Lord, the Lord will save you if you just uh, step out and trust him. And then a certain day they have uh, decision days. They bring all of those children into the auditorium, set them down on the front rows, and the pastor said, now, boys and girls, uh, I understand y'all want to be saved. Everybody wants to be saved, raise their hand. And they all raise their little old hand. And he says, now, come on down and shake my hand and you'll be saved. And we're going to baptize you tomorrow, tonight. And you ask Papa and Mama to come. We want to see you baptized. So, boy, they call Papa and Mama. And Papa, we're going to be baptized tonight. Uh, and, and they count that for salvation, my friend. I could tell you without fear of, 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 of being wrong that that happens in every Protestant church in America. Oh, my friend, we've gotten away from the old time Holy Spirit conviction where the Lord comes there by the Spirit and stirs a heart. You don't have to be in church. You can be back on the back 40 plowing, planting corn, planting uh, soybeans, whatever folks plant nowadays. Or you might be out there rounding up a few stray cattle on the back 40 somewhere. You might be out there in a hunting club somewhere in the, in the brush. Oh, my friend. Or like my friend told me the other day, I had an airline pilot come by to see me. He said, Trailblazer, I hear you up there in the cockpit of that big old bird. I hear you. And my co-pilot looks over and says, who is that old fool you're listening to? He said, that's old Trailblazer. I wish you would listen to him. My friend, salvation is the greatest thing that ever happens. Salvation is the only thing that ever happens. Are you, are you willing to go out into eternity on what you are and who you are and what little, what little you have? My friend, you have nothing. You have nothing. Man is sinful. All of these studies on the total depravity, you have not learned anything that man is uh, uh, born in sin, conceived in sin, goes astray as soon as he's born, speaking lies, and, 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 and then comes, comes to full age and goes out into the world uh, uh, doing what comes naturally, the lust of the flesh and the, and the pride of life and the deceitful heart being deceived maybe back there when you were seven years old thinking you were saved. Is that what you have? I've talked to scores of individuals who told me they joined the church when they were seven years old. I conducted a funeral many years ago, 
of a, of a person that I had known all my life. And she was a member of this church, part of this church. She told me the Lord had saved her. But they had another preacher there preaching, help, help do the funeral, they call it. And he spoke before I did, and he said, uh, this girl, this woman, said we had to go back to the old church, go through the, all the archives in the old church, and find where she's joined the church when she was seven years old. And that man banked her salvation on that, my friend. I was fortunate enough to have talked to her just a few days before she died. We were friends. We went to school together. I really cared for her. I loved her. And she said, Pastor, the Lord saved me. I was able to stand there and tell that group how that she was a sinner and the Lord had awakened her. Oh, she was, she was, she had lots of problems, medical, all kind of problems. But the last time I saw her alive, she said, Pastor, the Lord saved me. I, I, I believe he did. If he didn't, that's between her and the Lord. But my friend, what is your hope? What is your hope? You hope you're going to live and then uh, make a decision on your deathbed? You may not ever get to deathbed. I, I believe in deathbed repentance, surely. I believe you can call on the Lord like the old th- th- dying thief did. He was dying. That man was dying. The blood had dripped out of his body. His strength was going out, waning. Strength was dripping out day by moment by moment. And he turned to the Lord. Just a few minutes before, he'd been railing on Christ, calling him all, all kind of names, like his friend over there on the other side. And he turned to the Lord, and he said, Lord, Lord. You see, folks don't believe. We talk about Jesus, sweet Jesus, but this man didn't say Jesus. He said, Lord, showing that he had seen that he was the Lord. Don't don't call the Lord Jesus, my friend. Don't call him Jesus. Don't call him sweet Jesus. That's not his name. That's his name of humility. Oh, my friend, I wish I, wish I could... I wish I could see you and talk to you, my friend. Some of you out there may be crying out from the depths of your soul. Lord, give me a new heart. Lord, I'm tired of sin. Lord, I hate sin. Lord, I want to. I want to. I want to be saved. Oh, my friend, have you been brought to the place where you're willing that Christ should take you to Himself, to heaven to hold through life and death? Oh, listen. Listen, if that's your wish, sinner, the Lord will give you a new heart. If you desire this day to be saved, you will find that where there's a willing sinner, there's a willing Savior. Let every one of us look. We're in the hands of a sovereign God. We deserve to go to hell. If God should so choose to damn us, not one of us could open our mouth. He can crush us. But God is sovereign, my friend. The cry of every awakened sinner should be, God save me. I deserve to be lost. I'm a fit subject for hell. I renounce everything. Lord, save me for Christ's sake. And as the Lord liveth, before whom I stand, the Lord won't shut the door on any poor soul coming to the Lord like that. Oh, my friend, I bring you there today as a fool brought the paralytic. I bring you there as they brought the children to the Lord and set them at his feet. I bring you there as a poor sinner looking to the Lord. Oh, trailblazer can't save you. I can't awaken you. 
I can't forgive you. I can't do one thing except be true to you. I ask you to pray for me that I'll never cease to be true to your soul. Oh, my friend, that the Lord will give me grace to stay true to your soul because one day you and I will go out. One day our eyes will close in death. What will it be then? Will it be, thank you, Lord, for saving an old sinner? Or will you still be in your rebellion, ranting and railing against the blessed Lord, thinking you somebody come, thinking that that baptism at seven years old would mean something? No, it doesn't mean a thing in this world, my friend. The Lord is still saving sinners, one here and one there. And he says, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. I'm sure you may be scared. You may be knocking your knees together, saying, can I hold out? No, you can't hold out, but the Lord can hold you. He says, I'll go before you. He says, when you cry, I'll hear you. My friend, think about it. Would you do that while we go off the air? Would you think about it? This brings to the close on all of our studies on the total depravity of the human heart. And uh, it's been great being with you in this set of studies. Looking forward to next week. And remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer. I love you folks. Don't get mad with me. Don't rail on me. Turn to the Lord. If you never turned before, turn to the Lord. And ask folks to tune in to hear the broadcast. And then remember the old Trailblazer's address, the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you.